Hey, there we go. All right. Hey, y'all. This is Chris Roth here with Bushido Squirrel with your weekly knock activism wrap up. Uh, well, so we had some plans for what we were going to be talking about today, but things have um, kind of gone off the fucking rails uh, here in Los Angeles today. Uh, as you can probably tell by the, the, the title that Bushido has picked for himself this morning, well, this afternoon, uh, uh, there was some unlawful assembly declarations that went on, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, these protests that have been happening for 13 straight days in front of Mayor Garcetti's house, uh, and LAPD uh, was off their... I, I, I don't know what they were doing today. They just decided they wanted to beat the shit out of people. Uh, we also yeah. have... We also have uh, some interesting developments in uh, City Hall. Uh, one of Garcetti's deputy mayors uh, was f actually charged last week. We're going to talk a little bit about that, along with an arraignment that happened uh, in this past week uh, for somebody else connected to not just Garcetti, but a number of other uh, high-profile elected officials in Los Angeles. You're going to enjoy that part, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and then we also, of course, have the absolutely horrifying, and I mean, like, truly fucking horrifying numbers for COVID-19 here in Los Angeles and California that we'll start things off with. But before we get into that, how are things going for you, Bushido? Uh, I was having a really nice morning studying, because, uh, like, I'm getting very, very close to, like, finishing my EMT course and finally being oh, able yeah, you to, are. like, pass the NREMT and, like, become an actual, like, medical professional. And then... Um, Everything went sideways, but we'll talk about that later. But other than that, like things are actually going like pretty decently this week. Uh, it's it's um, you know cold as hell here in LA for LA cold. Um, but I don't I don't know. Like there's so much to yell about. I don't want to take I don't want to give too much of it away at the top. Um, but yeah, we're making some Twitch friends. Oh, you know what? Before we move on, I, I do want to I do want to flag this for anyone that likes what Ground Game is doing and like wants to see some really cool people like Nithya Raman and Janet from The Good Place. Like, holy shit, I don't know how we got all these guests. And Adam Conover, like uh, just really cool people that are supporting us. We're going to be having a fundraiser. Uh, if you want to yeah. register, go to bit.ly slash GGLA2020. That can either be all caps, it can be no caps, but it can't be anywhere in between. Tickets are absolutely free, but if you want to throw some money at us, great, go ahead and do that. But we just want you to come hang out Talk about what we've done this year. Talk about what we're doing next year. How we're going to keep building power. And Nithya motherfucking Robin gets seated in eight days. Eight days. Eight days. Eight yep. days. That is so amazing. That is so amazingly cool. So uh, we're all going to celebrate that next Monday. It's going to be dope. It is literally a new chapter in L.A. politics. Uh, you know, the whole this is a political earthquake is kind of played out, but this is a political earthquake. Like, we got Holly Mitchell going to the County Board of Supervisors. We got Measure J coming into effect. Uh, we have George Gascon taking over the DA's office. Like, yep. huge, big changes are coming to America's second largest city. And we tend to forget that because we are so underrepresented here. You know, the state of California has 40 million people and two senators. Like, criminal levels of underrepresentation for not just this city, but this state. Oh, but yeah. we're working on it. We're fixing it. And uh, we need your help to keep keep doing that. So uh, how about you, Chris? How's, uh, how's your week been going? Uh, it's been wild, um, absolutely wild. There, we the you know, big things coming for Knock as well. Uh, I would say yeah. we we've we had a great call yesterday, talking about the future of what this publication is going to be doing. So, if you're interested in getting involved with that, hit us up. It is uh, not hard to find us. 
Uh, as usual, I will be doing more live tweeting this week. It should be fun. I'm expecting, um, I'm actually expecting you, Bushido, to call in and yell at Nuri, and we'll talk about why later. I mean, I, um, if I can, if I can get through, you know, that's, yeah, that's always that's true. the roll of the dice. But like, I've kind Smash. of been saving my phone number. Like, I've yeah. been, I've been, you know, not calling in and waiting for a good opportunity to burn that number because they are <laughs> keeping track of it. Like, you, they know Wayne's number, and for some reason, oh, yeah. they always let Wayne through, and they don't it's have almost... to always let Wayne through. It's almost like they love wasting those four minutes of the 30 minutes of public comment on uh, a known entity that they know isn't going to provide any uh, meaningful rebuke of the system. And it is instead just going to be shouting racial epithets and, and hurling abuse at them that they can just tune out. And it's, it's like almost... one of those things where like Nuri keeps pretending like 45 minutes of public comment is all that they can do. That's the absolute as though like she can't let public comment go on as long <laughs> as they want. They can't let everyone speak. Which they could totally do. Oh yeah, um, you know San Francisco just... does it on on the regular, but like Nuri often is actually only limiting us to thirty or thirty five minutes. Thirty minutes is the is the California yeah. mandated minimum requirement, uh, and people are doing the, are, are doing the routinely disconnected. Nuri. Nuri Martinez, I'm doing the minimum. That's, that is that, that is, is a her great slogan. re-election campaign slogan. You can take 100%. that one, Nuri. You can have it for free. Not even to charge you a consulting. But, but you know what? Okay, before before oh, before wait, we get I, into things, this is a a news blast yeah. that was just going out. That uh, Black Lives Matter Los Angeles and Ground Game LA have vowed to conduct a demonstration every day until Biden commit, uh, commits to not appointing Garcetti to the cabinet, and they arrested somebody on suspicion of quote unquote lynching. That's what they're charging Jamie with is lynching yeah uh we'll get into that uh so i mean so the the technical definition of lynching is trying to remove someone from police custody correct which i i have reason i we can talk about that one but um my head like I wanted to make sure that your head explodes before we get into this. Um, no, I don't. Chris, like, I know how to diagnose an aneurysm. <laughs> I know what that is. I don't want to have one. And I almost just did. But, you know, so before we do that, I'm going to I'm gonna flip the table here. I'm going to flip the script and make your head explode by talking about oh, COVID. Because great. the ongoing hell world <laughs> pandemic that we're all yes. living through marches on in the most terrible way possible. Uh, yeah, that is that is uh, 100% correct. We are in a uh, fucking shitstorm uh, with this pandemic right now. Uh, as of this recording right now, 1,333,856 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the state of California. That is a truly staggering 116,061 new cases in just the last seven days. We make jokes about the flattening of the curve going in the wrong direction. Um, it's fucking terrifying. This is where we're at right now. This is this is the reality that we are currently in. Uh, the so actually we had twenty one thousand five hundred and twenty eight. Oh, hey, wait, Chris. Chris what was that number again for the the last week? Uh, one hundred sixteen thousand and sixty one. Okay. Okay. So that is larger than the. 53rd 50 large 53rd largest city in America which would be Riverside or sorry Murrieta in Riverside uh and that's in one week one week if we're talking total coronavirus infections in the state of California you have to scroll all the way up to uh number 2 uh which is San Diego at 1.4 million people 
Like yep. the number of people infected in California since fucking March is only smaller than the two largest cities in Amer- in in uh, California. That is, yep. I, holy fuck. That's so, so fuck, Chris. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so as as we are very much aware, uh, the death count uh, trails behind by around ten to fourteen, ten to sixteen, ten to eighteen days ish. Uh, yeah. Right around two weeks tends to be the the the, the how much of a, a lagging indicator um, the deaths are relative to the the number of confirmed cases. By the way, we're at a confer- like we're at a testing positivity rate of like damn near ten percent in the state of California, which well, and is also we're, astounding. We're now on a we're now on a regional lockdown for Southern California. Yes. It literally took less than a day after Newsom announced that if your ICU bed capacity in a region, which by the way, the Southern California region is really stupidly planned out. Like it doesn't make any sense when you look yeah. at the map. That's beside the point. It took one day for ICU capacity in that region to drop 7.5% down to 13.5%, triggering that lockdown order unless we are able to get back above 15 by today. That number is not... It, it has not like the yeah. number of ICU beds free in the region has oh. not gotten bigger. It has gotten we'll, smaller. We'll get into that. Um, so this yeah. is the, the the number of deaths by day. We had more than 200 deaths in a single day last week. Um, we're up to uh, 19,882 deaths in the state due to the virus. We had 84 deaths in the state uh, yesterday. Uh, again, more than 200 deaths in a single day last week. Uh, that is basically as bad as it has ever been. And it is only going to be getting worse. Uh, Shit is super, super fucked right now. When you look at the available number of intensive care unit beds in the state of California, uh, it has been on a steady decline over the last couple of weeks. We are now down to less than 1,630 beds in the entire state of California that are available for handling uh, extreme cases of uh, very serious and life-threatening cases of (sighs) COVID-19. This is what the um, hospitalization and intensive care admissions numbers look like in terms of like the number of people in these beds. This Jesus spike, Christ. this is for the state of California. We are totally fucked, totally and utterly fucked. There are and, more than 9,000 people hospitalized with COVID-19 right now. To kind of go off on this for a second, like as I've mentioned like it. many, many times, like I'm a type one diabetic. When I get sick, I end up in the ICU. Like ICU care is not low level care. It is a nurse checking on you every 30 minutes to 90 minutes. It is incredibly intensive, which is the name intensive care unit. You know, we don't, not a lot of people have spent time in the ICU. They don't know what it's like, but this is a high capacity thing. This is something that takes a lot out of everyone on the staff. And those are also beds that are necessary for like people like me with chronic illnesses, people who have cancer, people who have heart attacks, like every bed that's being taken up by somebody who has a COVID infection means that that bed cannot go to somebody else with a chronic illness or disease. And this is really scary because those deaths have also been going up. Like the number one killer in America right now is COVID. It's beaten heart disease for the first time in like decades. Like heart disease is what kills more American than more Americans than any other cause. And for this year, it's COVID. And the, the, oh, I, I mean, you yeah. can't plan for a pandemic. Like you can't no. plan the amount of resources you need for something like this. But that's why we have stay at home orders and mask orders and just like simple shit that we could have done that our politicians could have made happen to avoid this. Like no other country is seeing this shit. In Australia, they're having raves. I, I haven't gone to a rave in so long and I would be so happy to do that. And we can't because so many reasons. God damn it, Chris. God damn it. 
But that that right, scares right, the hell right out of me. Like, you. if somebody like me gets sick, like, and we show up at the hospital, there's a good chance there's no bed available for us. Yep. That no, fucking sucks. That we're we're it's yeah there it's you you're gonna hate this even more as we keep going. Uh, here for the the county of Los Angeles, we're up to 440,042 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in LA County. As of this recording, 9,218 new cases reported yesterday. That is absolutely fucking insane. We are so much worse right now than we were during the peak of this shit in, you know, July and August, like so much worse. LA County is so much fucking worse right now. Like this... I remember when the the portion of the graph over there, uh, that that side, uh, the portion of the graph right where that data collection errors reported, like that was the that was the high point on it. That was the terrifying number. Now we're we are about to crest ten thousand new cases in a single day in L.A. County. We are. It's just fucked. It's just fucked. Uh, when you look at the cumulative cases by day, again, this graph is just absolutely goddamn terrifying. Like, it is curving in absolutely the wrong way and trending in such a horrible direction. And, like, I mean, it's just absolutely fucked. It's completely fucked. Um, the the deaths by day were in the, literally just, like, the, almost as, as bad as it has ever been in terms of the number of people dying. Uh, again, it's a lagging indicator. We expect these numbers to be shooting up corresponding to the number of cases that we have uh, in the next week or two. Like, it, it's it's going to get so much fucking worse. Stay the fuck home. Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. I don't know how else to say it. Um, we are up to... Like, I, do, I had to sit at home for a whole week. I couldn't go to protests. I couldn't go to go grocery shopping. Like, I, I had to do that for a week to get a negative COVID test. You can do it, too. Yep. We can make it through this. And I know the people that are watching this are not the people going out doing, like, dumb shit. And I don't mean to yell at you. I just am yelling, like, at the rest Into of L.A. The and hoping they hear us. Like, I hope if Shouting I yell loud enough, it will just, like, it will bounce off the sound wall for the 10, which is just, like, a block away from me, <laughs> and just reverberate out across the rest of the county. I appreciate that effort. Uh, yeah, so we, we've had 44,163 new cases here in L.A. in the last seven days. Um, we're up to 7,886 deaths in the county due to the virus. 43 of them came yesterday. Again, we're in some of the worst statistics like we've seen for this virus through the entire time. And we just, you know, it keeps getting, it keeps getting worse. Um, for the ICU beds available here in LA County, we're down to 479. For a That's county it. of like almost 12 million people. Yep. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, this is what we are looking at in terms of ICU and other hospitalizations here in LA County. Again, fucking terrifying. These numbers are going in very much the wrong direction and it's going to just get, it, it's just so fucked. Uh, no, I, I remember, remember when this started, Chris, and like, yeah, people were saying, oh, it'll be a few weeks. And you and I were like, no, we're looking at July or August. Like, even if we do this right, July or August, then we'll be out of it. Yeah, and then we did nothing right. <laughs> then then Garcetti that, and fucking Catherine that, Barger were both like, we can reopen everything. We can start going out to restaurants. We can go to bars. We can have hey, people you, going to the movie theaters again. It's just like, what the you fuck? Can't, you can't catch COVID if you're flying over L.A. in a helicopter. Catherine Barger, <laughs> she's, a, she's a smart one. But that'll teach us to have any faith in our elected officials, these highly paid empty suits that rule Los Angeles uh, like a bunch Jesus of idiot Christ, children. It's so fucking like, bleak. Remember, folks, we have eight, count them, eight 
city council elections coming up in 2022. Get out there. Let's do this. Be Let's fun. flip, flip some be seats. Great. Yeah. Uh, so again, LA is still in the top 10 uh, in terms of counties with the highest uh, per capita rates of COVID. Uh, we are quickly approaching uh, Stanislaus County. And uh, I mean, Imperial is leading the way and has been for a long fucking time. Um, just because it's such a small county and it's it is being so utterly devastated by this infection uh, or the, the pandemic, rather, it, it's it's really bad. But we are still in the top ten uh, this week, just like we were last week. Um, San Bernardino is leading the charge uh, as far as the big counties uh, in the state. Uh, they're doing really very poorly with uh, a full five percent. 5% is their cumulative total. 5% of the county in San Bernardino, one in 20 people in San Bernardino County have had coronavirus. One in 20. That's, ab- I don't, what the fuck? Uh, I mean, it's it's basically one in 10 in Imperial County, uh, but that's a, a, that's a total of, you know, 16,000 cases. San Bernardino's got 106,000 cases and it's one in 20 people in San Bernardino. Uh, when it looks, when you look at like the positivity rate, I believe this is for the state of California. We're at damn near 10% of people who are testing, getting tested for COVID-19 are turning up positive tests. That is absolutely fucking insane. New York uh, school district in New York City, they they had like their their they like the fucking the daily podcast was going on and on about this 3% magic number that they were using as like the shutdown trigger for the New York City public school system when their when their testing positivity rate crested over 3% that was the automatic trigger to shut down in person like in in school learning for these kids we're at fucking 10% here in the state of California. It's absolutely insane how much worse we are in this situation. And then this is like, we're going to talk about more of this stuff later. Uh, We had an article that we wanted to talk about this week relating to the fact that farm workers were being infected more than three times the rate of other workers uh, in this pandemic. But this, this case, this is the, um, the racial breakdown of cases in in LA County, I believe. I think it's LA County. It might be the state. I forget. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all terrible. It, yeah, it doesn't. It's it's all bad. Like but, COVID is killing along race, class, and gender lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. Absolutely fucked. Latinos are just getting completely fucked by this pandemic in like the worst possible way. Um, let's before we move on uh, too much, we've got a the the terrifying graph or the terrifying maps. Uh, to show you once again, this is again going back to November, and as we uh, approach current day, uh, we get to oh, which one is the current one? I I can't see the titles. Ah, this gimmick isn't working. Uh, it's bad, folks. Uh, this the Central Valley is completely fucked. Everything is turning darker and darker shades of this navy color that they are using. Uh, at the LA Times in their uh, their graphics department, um, it's completely fucked, uh, and I, I just genuinely do not know what else to say about it right now. Um, everything is terrible, uh, and on that note, I think uh, I think on, it's sorry. Time... Give me a sec. Yeah. Uh, so uh, while I type out this text message, so here you know I'll get to this in one second. Um, 
But yeah, I wanted to mention that uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, oh, yeah. is uh, positive for COVID. So, you know, if there is if there is such thing as a silver lining on a cloud, uh, at least that pants on head stupid excuse for a person is uh, sick with COVID. I, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but for a dipshit... Uh, it's, it, you can only Hold deny on. the, the severity of this virus for so long. I don't think that Giuliani is one of the types of people who is in a particularly good position to fight off this virus. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the Garcettiville protest. And I'm going to go off uh, for a second here on uh, what media malfeasance constitutes. So yep. last week we yelled at the Los Feliz Ledger, which is like a tiny little paper run by tiny little people who are pretending to do journalism in service of capital. They suck. They're bad at what they do. And they're terrible. Today, NBC LA is reporting that Ground Game LA is the organizers of the Garcetti protest. We are fucking not. We are part of a coalition who's organizing these protests led by Black Lives Matter LA. NBC LA is publishing shit without contacting Ground Game, without reaching out to our media contacts, without verifying their fucking information. This is bullshit. You cannot go around calling us terrorists, accusing us of supporting lynchings, and accuse us of organizing things that we are not organizing. We are more than happy to talk to you about what we are actually fucking doing here. I swear to fucking God, what is wrong with the media in this city? You're all highly paid journalists. You can pick up the phone. We're a public-facing organization. We're not hard to get a hold of. Yeah. What in fuck's name is wrong with you people? What in fuck's name is your major malfunction here? It is not hard to do a journalism. It is really not. I am Maybe so they read Kevin's absolutely piece fucking livid in the last. I am so absolutely fucking livid in the last thirty seconds, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absolute utter bullshit, and I don't know how they get away with it. Actually, I do. They're all owned by like fucking Sinclair Broadcasting, who's a right-wing propaganda outlet who wants to poison the planet and see us all die because Sinclair is owned by evil people. So that's yep. why we're here to like get super big mad about it and win fucking city council seats. So, Chris, I'm going to take a breather for a second and step out because I need to breathe. Fill everyone in on By what happened means. at Garcetti's house because, like, oh, God. this is okay. fucked. A comrade of ours is in danger, and this is bad. And also, Terry, thank you for dropping Hi, Terry. in. My apologies <laughs> for, for yelling at you as soon as you stepped in, uh, but I need to take a breath. No, it's uh, great. Uh, Chris, and I'll let you go uh, I'll let you go ahead with the, with the Garcettiville updates. Uh, sure. But I do want to piggyback off what Bushido can you, was, was Can you go ahead after. and uh, – Try re, re, reset your uh, your video for me if you could, Terry. We're we're seeing it uh, completely frozen on my end. Um, but yeah, so we'll 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 start with talking about the uh, protests here. Uh, yeah, so today was the 13th straight day of protests in front of Garcetti's uh, mansion, aka the Getty House. Uh, LAPD came out in fucking riot gear. Uh, they decided to just unprovoked uh, marched their asses across the street and uh, full-blown uh, attack protesters uh, targeting a specific individual. I believe who they were targeting uh, seems to have been uh, Baba Akili from Black Lives Matter as, as an attempt to uh, silence people and get them to uh, fuck off, basically. But let's go ahead and watch this clip. Uh, credit to Anthony Carrillo on Twitter. Uh, user is at Anthony Carrillo, C-A-R-R-I-O, uh, missing the missing the double L there at the end uh, for the username. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and you can hear the LAPD talking about targeting a specific individual for arrest. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll play that clip now. Now we out here to eat brunch. We're 
ready? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that that was the uh, how it started. Um, we've got another clip here coming from Trinidad Ruiz, uh, who is a um, used to work very closely with power, now is very closely associated with both the Los Angeles Tenants Union and the People's City Council. Uh, here is a clip that Trinidad caught uh, of just showcasing how fucking violent the LAPD was in how they decided to handle uh, these peaceful protesters who have been literally doing this for almost two straight, two straight weeks in front of Garcetti's house. This isn't something that's new. They just decided to come out with baton swinging, and here you go. They're throwing protesters to the ground. They're just swinging batons at people. And that's them affecting the rest. Yeah. Uh, and then, so after after the arrest, uh, you know, after Jamie was detained. Uh, here is uh, what it looked like on the ground uh, where Jamie was um, talking to the LAPD in a very calm and collected manner. This is extremely important to see. Also, I want you to know I'm an elected official and sub-district three representative In the context here, Jamie is a fucking champ. She has been marshalling these protests, acting, you know, putting herself in the way, in harm's way, protecting comrades. There with, as a medic and as a marshal. Was keeping them off that elderly And also, I, I want to also point out uh, that she is one of a very few number of trans elected officials in this country. I want to say less than ten, and I think two in this city, including Rachel Lowe's Rose Lucky. Uh, we're very lucky to have brave women like her standing up and running for office and winning those office seats. And it is absolutely beyond the pale that LAPD would launch this level of intimidation and brutality against an elected official, let alone a private citizen in this city. This was a disgusting display on every level today. I am still so fucking big mad. Yep. Uh, Terry, you wanted to hop in. Well, I was going to go back to the NBC coverage and, and how media outlets are going to have, have, have already begun uh, blaming ground game for things that ground game is not sole organizer. Yep. Um, and, and the reason for that ground game, I mean, since, since the inception in 2016, ground game is always punched above their weight. Uh, it's weight, right? Um, our, our weight, Terry, you're, you're part our, of this. <laughs> our weight. And, 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 the, and the two of you are, are big, big reasons for that. Uh, everybody that, that is, is part of the organization just puts in insane amounts of work, um, and, and so that's that's the history. But but now we put somebody on the city council, right? And 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 beat an incumbent who 
uh, was backed by by really powerful interests, right? Um, and so that's that that's pretty much the trigger, right? To 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 begin demonizing ground game as like this far fringe radical terrorist organization, right? To, to anything to smear the name. Uh, so I, I think we could probably, I mean, it, it, the, Bushido's exactly right. It's, it's journalistic malfeasance, and I think we can expect more of it. Yeah. Fucking love it. I, it like, if, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm going to meditate a whole bunch today. I'm not going to, I don't want to die of an aneurysm today, but holy shit, NBC, CNS, the wire services, like, you're doing a really great job of like pushing Tim to his limit. It's just not, it's, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. I just want to study for my test so I can get on an ambulance and do some good. I don't know what you all yeah. have against that. Yeah. Uh, well, they it's, just, they it's hate bizarre. us. It's bizarre because then on the, you know, I, I was like, what the blue, blue tent website or, you know, other, other like, you know, 501c3 and four organizations that, that, that are, 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 portraying ground game in a completely separate light, the hyper-local elections, grassroots activism, and it really just shows you just how, how you want to spin it um, and, and and where the spin for what interests. Um, yeah, it's disheartening. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and hey, Chris, I, I sent you some, uh, some uh, pictures oh, yeah, also yeah. that I want to highlight. Um, just so we understand, like, Jamie's arrest wasn't just targeted violence at her. It was targeted violence at a very senior organizer in the movement that included untargeted violence against people who just happened to be standing around. And these are, I'm going to warn you, <clears throat> sorry, I've like screamed myself hoarse, <laughs> uh, kind of violent. Like LAPD is not playing with, with Nerf batons. They're out there to hurt people, the people who pay their salaries the people that they are out there to serve and protect. So this is them arresting Jamie. You can see that they have her in a pressure point hold so that she cannot move. Like I've studied Aikido, the way that they're holding her joints right there is painful but not damaging, but it also immobilizes you. They want you to know who's in charge, who has the power here. This is just an image of them uh, smashing, swinging batons overhead uh, at protesters just all the way wound up, getting ready to just break an arm like that. Yep. Same cop, same protester, just different part of the swing. Here he is having finished the swing. Yep. And winding up for another one. Yep. And you can see the protester falling back onto another protester as the cop just wails on them. Yep. And, you know, another protester on the ground. So this, these no. are actually these these are actually backwards. Um, I oh, realize. I'm so, sorry. So this should have been the first photo. So this guy was shoved to the ground and then the cop went to hit him. And this woman went to help him up. And the cop then targets her and he's swinging the baton at her in the previous photos. So yeah, this was, again, somebody on the ground who got knocked down. And then the cop attacks the person coming to their aid. Yep. And, uh... Here's the the pro, the cops taking um, COVID nineteen very seriously. Um, yep, we, this is we know... this is after the arrest, and this is just to contextualize. This is after the arrest, after the cops had pulled Jamie back, after the crowd had been pushed back a little bit. They formed a scrimmage line. Uh, this dude with the Jersey Shore haircut uh, just decided to leave the house without a mask today. He was just standing around not wearing one until he had to go get up on the line because you know why why take precautions? This other guy never put one on. Uh, he never wears a mask in any of the, the photos or videos that I've seen. 
Um, so yeah, these are these are the people that are here to protect and serve. Um, yeah, we can we can very much trust them. Yeah, I mean, I I think that this actually um, this is totally emblematic of what we've been talking about literally since March about this shit. Yep. LAPD has routinely we've seen instance after instance after instance of cops walking into restaurants and putting you know service workers at risk because they these cops fucking there was a there was a video that we played back in the early days of the pandemic at like a fucking chipotle where the cops just walk in and are talking about like the people that they're dealing with on a on a daily basis where they're just refusing to wear masks meanwhile all of the people that are working there to make them food are Forced to be masked up, the number of people that are allowed into the restaurant is cut down to an absolute minimum. People aren't supposed to stay in there at all. This is how public health is supposed to, you know, be taken seriously. And these fucking cops show up and just refuse to wear masks, refuse to participate in any semblance of sacrifice for the greater good. They clearly just do not give a shit. And we have seen this time and time again in LAPD. We've also seen like LAPD effectively acting as super spreaders. The the whole thing with like um, the the Gavin Gavinor Newsom, uh, you know, back at the French the Laundry, Gavinator. right? The Gavinator. Uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, he's like there. There was a COVID scare for his family. It must have been from friend. No, it wasn't from his like high end dining experience. Uh, you know, where they were indoor, outdoor, but definitely indoor dining at French Laundry. It was from the exposure from a fucking CHP officer. Like that is what is going on right now. Our our law enforcement officials are not taking this shit seriously, and the people who are on the line. Uh, you know, brutalizing protesters and affecting, you know, the the strong arm policies of the state are not fucking taking this seriously. They are COVID truthers, anti-maskers, and 90% of them are fucking Trump supporters. Also remember, 95% or whatever the fuck it is of LAPD doesn't live in the fucking city. They don't They're live here. They are not of us. Yeah, this is they're they're an occupying army. They live in Capabasis. They live in parts of the valley that are just outside the city of LA. Uh, Michael Moore lives just inside the border, like just inside it in Granada Hills. It is literally a matter of, of um, like less Villanueva. than a mile. Oh, is that Villanueva? I thought yeah, it was Moore. Villanueva's, it Villanueva's in Granada Hills. Oh, Maybe Moore's okay, up there too, actually. I think he is. I think he is, and so is Jackie Lacey, because that's about <laughs> as far as you can get from the you know from Maybe LA and still in LA. We're not doxing like, them. We're not doxing them. We're not giving you their address. You can't ban us, Twitter. Uh, well, but also, <laughs> also, just to point out, you know, as elected officials, their home address is public record. That it, it is. I, I mean, yes, it but is. We're not, we're not publicizing the address, <laughs> but like their addresses are public record you can look because it up. as servants of the public, they have a responsibility to be responsive to us. This is yep. this is just the law. If they don't like it, they can get fucked for all I care. But 100%. it's also, you know, nobody like nobody wants to do that drive out to Granada Hills. Like it's a it's shitty blocks that they live on that are all cul-de-sacs oh, yeah. that are e easy to kettle people on. But also it tells you a lot that people who run on a platform of representing Angelinos move as far away from the Angelinos as they can. Mm -hmm. Like that's got to tell you a lot. Like Nithya Raman she lives in her district. She's not Paul Koretz, who doesn't live in my district. He lives in West Hollywood. He just keeps an address in my district so he can keep doing the grift as an elected official. 
Like over and over again, we see people from Alarcon to Caretz riding the line and breaking the law in order to keep cashing those huge, massive, massive paychecks that we pay them every year to not do their jobs, to fail absolutely miserably at everything. Uh, so speaking of shitty uh, not public servants who are uh, abusing the public trust, um, oh god, this, this was this was a truly like I mean just to just uh, we're, we're trigger warning right now, content warning. There is police violence, uh, very direct police violence, worse than the um, the baton swinging that we saw in the previous clips. Uh, stop now if you don't want to see this but basically there was this uh, a neighbor who you know somebody down in somebody down in south la an unincorporated part of la i believe uh on van ness uh there this this is uh twitter user slang which is uh dope slang junior underscore on twitter we'll include that link uh and description in or the link uh to his twitter account will be in the description on the podcast at the end, but go ahead and check them out if you want to go uh, see what happened here for yourself. If you're not watching the stream, uh, got into a bad car accident today, he says, and this man in the video tried to flag the police down to help us. Instead, they hopped out and tased bro. No cap. Uh, and then a couple of emojis. Um, this, yeah, here's here's the here's the fucking video. And then you see this guy come out of the house trying to help. And then they proceed to tackle him. Come on, now. Are you he, he stood in front of the police car because they didn't want to stop for us having an accident. Something is wrong with him mentally. And I think his daddy is trying to say, don't yeah. hurt him because there's something wrong with him. Like, even when he came over here for your accident, yes. he was talking to me, and I could tell that there was something, something wrong, wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? We so now y'all didn't... Yeah, um... We pay for that. We're all complicit in this bullshit. Like, let's let's be upfront about that. We we all pay for that. We all help make that happen. Uh, no one is, is innocent under capitalism. And uh, that was meaningless and stupid and helped no one. And all because, like, the dude was like, there was a car accident. Police will help. And the police will never help. They're not there to help. There are Supreme Court decisions straight up saying the police, their primary duty is not to help you. Their primary duty is to protect themselves. And capital. They're there to protect yeah. the buildings. They're there to protect the infrastructure. They're not there to protect you. They are there to hurt you. Because clearly, um, clearly, if, if somebody's going to flag down a, a police vehicle, clearly that person is doing crime, right? Like they're going to draw as much attention to themselves. Please, please stop here. Uh, so, so of course the the cops are going to want to jump out and, and take care of that like wrongdoer immediately. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's a, a gang of deputies down there called the Compton Executioners. You know, and when they mean when they say executioners, they they clearly mean good at executing tasks, not people, right? Right. Of course, of course. The 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 fact that one of them had the, frankly, the bravery to come out and testify against the rest of the department, and 
you know, turn state's evidence against the executioners and rat on in a, in a good way, uh, the, the deputy who shot Andres Guardado, who was literally out there doing, uh, the, the chasing ink, uh, of trying to get to earn his position within the executioner's gang. I mean, that speaks fucking volumes about what is going on right now and what, what this yeah. just bullshit situation is. And we know well, going as far back as 1996, when the Linwood Vikings were revealed, like these gangs have been operating in the open in the department for now, we know almost 30 years, 30 years. Hey, Villanueva, well, what's, what's going on with that bandito tat we hear about? That's why, that's why we say there are no good cops, right? Because yeah. the good cops have quit the department. <laughs> Terry, we say that all cats are beautiful. No, but it, it, it's it's one of these things where, like, the system is so systemically broken and it's a real, you know, idiotic thing where we don't have unarmed response in this city, like, or in any parts of this country. We're now experimenting with it. The rest of the developed world has had unarmed response for decades. Like, armed cops were never the norm on the streets of London or the streets of Paris. Like, only in America is armed response the first and only place you can go for help. Like, And why is that? Slave patrols, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, and it's sheriffs, the, you know, sheriffs come out of common law in the UK where, like, you had somebody who's going to enforce the law that would be voted on by the, the landowners around there. And when it got ported over to America, the sheriff's job mainly back in the day was to keep the indigenous people from getting too uppity in places where we hadn't established cities yet. You know, yeah. like, I will never stop being flabbergasted by the fact that there's a street in Phoenix, Arizona, a major thoroughfare called mm. Indian School Road, and no one bothers to ask what the fuck Jesus the Indian School was. Because it's literally a site of genocide. It is literally the northern border of a school devoted to cultural genocide. And it's still there. It's still there. All right. So, uh, Terry, you, uh, yeah. you, you were digging into uh, a little bit of our tech oh, dystopia. Um, and this isn't as much of a, like, change of, of gear as I'm making it seem with this transition, but uh, you, uh, you were reading up about this, uh, this app for placing uh, unhoused people, and it sounds like just an absolute, absolute fucking nightmare from what I've seen. Outreach it's, grid. Yeah, outreach grid. Oh, doesn't that sound innocuous? Um, so this isn't quite as much of a media critique uh, as maybe my segment is, is meant to be, and we're already, we're only in our third week, and and I'm already like going rogue, but <laughs> we're not going to tell you what to do. Um, I mean, so this is in the Orange County Register uh, from I think yesterday, the day before. Um, it, it, if we wanted to do a media critique lens, this is pure copaganda. What the, what the kids refer to as copaganda. And if the police hmm. are the solution to our problems, they're good. They have good. They don't. Um, but okay, so there's an app. Uh, uh, that will uh, sort through uh, sort of like it's like a clearinghouse for for all kinds of different agencies involved in in uh, housing issues, shelters, things like that. Uh, and so where we have the picture of the image here is uh, a guy is in a hotel room. He's unhoused. He's looking for a shelter. And of course, here's Officer Friendly, um, who's gonna who's gonna use this app to uh, to help him. Find a place. So, 
here's where we get into uh, the surveillance aspect of, of, of this app, okay? So the, um, the app is a gateway into other other areas. Um, I'm trying to find a gateway to a software platform that allows users to plug in pertinent data about homeless people. Color-coded pinpoint, purple, green, open up on a map showing where some people were last known to stay. Hover oh, over Jesus. an orange dot. Yeah, hover over an orange dot and details about that individual pop up in an information bubble. Name, date of birth, demographic information, city ties, special concerns from disabilities and military background, all kinds of stuff like that. Okay, now this is horrifying enough as it is, but I, uh, unlike Orange County Register, uh, wanted some more information about Outreach App, and so I went to their website. Um, yeah, so stay in one of this one of the uh, little snippets. Stay informed. Outreach Grid's applicant portal allows individuals experiencing or about to experience homelessness to self-report their status. Community members and enforcement agencies can also report real-time sightings of homelessness. Right, so that's just one thing that they. But what I want to focus on here is this idea of users, right? Because because who's using this app? This is fucking citizen. Um, because this is yeah, citizen for tracking exactly. homeless now, people. Holy shit! But hey, remember, Chris, if you um, can't afford a roof over your head, you don't have privacy or civil rights because those are things that only belong to people holy with walls. Fuck. Yeah. Now I I want to point out the, the good parts or the, the potential benefits of this uh, before tearing it down again. So uh, this turns turning a process that sometimes used to drag on for days or even weeks into something closer to 15 minutes, right? Many of the issues handled by hand, uh, pre-programmed into the, into the app. Uh, you can just sort of like, you can in real time find shelter beds throughout an entire area. They're using this in Buena Vista. Uh, Garden Grove uses it. Riverside, I think he's using it. It's expanding. Oh, okay. So that's, um, that's a useful feature. And, yeah. And so it's like, they say finding a, I, I'm not finding the, the place where it is, but um, it says it's like finding a shelter bed is as easy as getting a hotel on booking.com or whatever. Right. Um, but we go back to this idea of who's of the users, right? Who's using this? Pricing for this uh, base pricing starts at a thousand dollars a month. So this is clearly designed and only available to institutional actors, right? So it's gonna be government. Holy it's gonna be the department. Because when I was first reading this in Orange County Register, it's like, oh, why couldn't we use this for mutual aid? Right? Why couldn't private citizens? You see somebody who's unhoused out front say, "Hey, I have, I got this app. Do you need some help finding a shelter bed?" You could do this in in a half hour and get somebody, you know, sh sheltered. And you don't need the. We all know that the police are the last fucking people that should ever interact with the unhoused community. And, and yet, three one one and two one one hop. All of these local services that currently exist have no insight into the available number of shelter beds that are around. They are basically like a queue that you enter in order to attempt to connect with a service worker who can come out and actually do the work of trying to get people into our enrollment system, the consolidated enrollment system (CES), which is a fucking nightmare in and of itself. But Terry, no, that's a great idea. Like, if something like this existed and was accessible to the people to connect our unhoused neighbors with resources. That sounds like a great fucking idea. 
Well, but the the other thing is, you know, we have yeah. the coordinated entry system. We have yeah. CES, which is supposed to. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, coordinated entry system. But they that's supposed to be the way that you're able to get people's information into it. You're supposed to be able to get people the help that they need in a database that is controlled by the government with privacy protections. Like that's yeah, the part where I'm just like blown away. Yeah, and this has none, none of that. So, uh, so this task force in Buena Vista, so they're saying they were awarded a $20 million state grant um, over a four year span beginning 2017. So they come up on the end of that. $20 million, at least $330,000 of that money has been spent on outreach grid. So, this is not only an, an, an <laughs> invasion of, of privacy, but also a way to siphon our money out of uh, yeah. support and outreach services into the Silicon Valley app. What, 85% of it um, is, is, is uh, siphoned off the top? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? So so I, I said it, you, get ten, you get 10 user licenses for $1,000 a month. You want 25 user licenses, it's $25,000 a year goes up to 50 and then a hundred thousand dollars a year for a uh, hundred licenses. Right. And so there's just absolutely no way that, you know, mutual aid networks or, or private individuals, unless they happen to be really just, you know, well off on their own, uh, they would well, be able to use the, this. Also the, the cost of the County or the city, just hiring a developer to write and manage this app would be cheaper than those licenses. Like, oh, by the way, I was the doing cost... the math wrong. It's ninety-eight percent of it has been siphoned off to not be spent on outreach. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. I did a I did a digit wrong. <laughs> God, it's amazing. It's amazing you ever made it to space, Chris. Uh, but no, <laughs> shut but up. Seriously, Tim. like the the, 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 the uh, you know says the man who is afraid of numbers, uh, which is me. Um, but. But what's what's really infuriating about this is like cities could develop these kind of tech capabilities. Like they could just yeah. hire people and give them. Bonin was job talking about somebody. this last yeah. week. Yeah. Bonin was talking about this when we had the, when we had the big forty one eighteen discussion. This was one of the things that Bonin kept harping on was that we need a way of tracking beds, not of tracking unhoused people, but of tracking fucking beds and available resources so that people know where they can go and access these fucking resources. The city is paying for it. The county is paying for it. We should know where it is so we can send people to that shit. What the yeah. fuck? I, it's, I'm, I'm mad today. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. yelling a lot. We, we all are. We have lots of reasons to be mad. It's, oh, and, today and, is, is Big Mad Sunday. Yeah. Oh, so by the way, Peggy hopped into the chat on Facebook and is saying that the United Nations says there's no guarantee LAPD doesn't get access to the CES. So that's fun <laughs> oh thanks I mean, for tuning in anchor <laughs> yeah no it's i i kind of knew that was the case uh it's yep. just one of those things where like we know what what can solve the problem of our unhoused epidemic and that is giving people fucking housing and not we choose paying not to do tech it. bros yeah not paying tech bros to write stupid tracking apps so that private citizens who live in big fuck off mansions can get really upset that they have to see tents and then have them chase, and then have people living in tents chased off by the cops. Uh, we don't, you know, building prisons doesn't solve it. Like we keep doing one step forward and two step backs, and like it's soon enough we'll be making three steps forward, and hopefully only <laughs> one step back. But it's oh my god, it's it's so frustrating. But that's but that, that that's exactly the narrative, right? The narrative is that the that the Silicon Valley tech is, uh, is gonna is gonna save us, 
right? If we can, if we can just harness more data, it will will solve the problems or or whatever. And, and these these two the two people that the husband and wife that co-founded this this thing are 30 and 33 years old, right? So you get the oh they're these wunderkinds who are gonna write a you know stupid you know algorithm that then there solves all of our problems and we just have the police implement it. Um, I mean. Look, I don't know about you, but I read about the utopian future in Neuromancer, and I really think we should go there. Yeah. Well, I just, well, I, think, I think we should take Brave New World a little more seriously than we do, right? Ah, like, you know, the, no. You, know, you get a drug that makes you happy, and you just sit around having orgies all day. I mean, like, is that really that bad? I mean, it's like, well, I don't have individual liberty. <laughs> well, okay. You can't sure. do that in the no, time was... of COVID, Terry. You can't do it in the time of COVID. Yeah, no, I, I found out... Yeah. Because uh, I just got to mention, it. you guys hear about the, the 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 super spreader event out of New Orleans? In New Orleans, yeah. Event? The swingers oh, party. God. Yeah. Oh, God. Like this now is not the <laughs> time, the folks. What the fuck? Wear a mask I when was... you're engaging in group sex activities, folks. I was, yeah, yeah. The the the, the naked gun full body condoms are, are my suggestion. Um, but before before we get all of our content content taken down here, um, I was talking to my roommates earlier about the Expanse because I just found out that season five of the Expanse is coming out like within a week, and I'm a huge fan of the Expanse. Oh shit! But what what a yeah exactly. I didn't know it was coming out either. But we're gonna we're gonna do is, we're gonna was, figure out how to do a group watching session, Tim. That's the thing we're gonna have what to do. A, what occurred to me was like, I've always been excited to live in the future, but I always thought there'd be like jetpacks and stuff. I didn't think it would be the dystopian future of my favorite sci-fi novels. And that's clearly where we're heading. Oh, 100%. and that, yeah, that really, that really sucks. However, before we move on to our next uh, bit of, of dystopia from LA, uh, really good news. Jamie is out. She's officially released. Oh, hell yeah. She is out. As far as what will happen from here, we'll have to see. I really like, George Gascon, he he also starts work on December fourteenth. George, George, drop these we're fucking all watching, charges. George, we're we're all watching George. Also, Choose by the way, the lynching. Prosecute. By the way, hold on, I have to. I want to clarify this. So the lynching yeah. charges did not come from an officer on the ground. They came from a public communications officer who was not on site, who was repeating what they were told by an officer who was on site. So. To make things even more fun, NBCLA is not the, the source of this information. It's a, a place called City News Service. Now, City News Service, we're going to be digging into with not <sighs> because they are basically a mini Sinclair that is a wire reporting service for local news. They are as bad as Sinclair. They are absolute fucking liars. And, uh, yeah, we're going to eviscerate them because they're terrible. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. Like, we've got a lot of investigative power, uh, and we're going to we're going to rip into that, uh, you know. Uh, this kitty has claws, as they say, and all cats are beautiful. All of them, especially Sven. <laughs> Sven. Especially Sven. Sven, Sven our, our next mayor. Yeah. Our next mayor who will not uh, abide by any of the corruption that Eric Garcetti has abided Hell by, yeah. especially when oh. it's his deputy <laughs> mayor who is engaged uh. in this corruption. So let's let's talk a little bit about here, about the absolute raft of corruption charges that went down this week that are all like directly connected to Garcetti's office, not a step removed, not nope. like a few steps removed, yep. not implicated, directly connected to Eric Garcetti's office. Uh, and you know what? Go ahead. No, before we do that, throw up my yep. Mike Fuhrer things because I want to oh, point this out. That our city attorney, in. sorry, Chris, I'm fucking your order, but That's our fine. city attorney is really super mad about fake iPhone chargers. 
he has this absolute crusade against iPhone chargers and like consumer electronic scams that he is absolutely going after. When there is outright and open corruption happening under his nose in City Hall, and Mike Fuhrer wants to be the next mayor of LA. Mike Fuhrer is legitimately running for mayor of LA after having failed miserably, absolutely miserably, to crack down on any of the stuff that has been happening right underneath his nose at City Hall while developers build and gentrify the crap out of our neighborhoods. Um, I'll have nope. the image up in like two seconds. Hold on. I can't keep talking, Chris. No, I'm kidding. Yes, you can. But there no, this go. is going to cover part of Terry. Yeah, but so <laughs> Fuhrer posted this thing about, like, be careful for iPhone chargers. And the only thing that I could think of was that he's basically Rex Banner from The Simpsons. That he is he is a shaking down comic book guy and yelling at him while absolute unfettered corruption just waltzes right by him without any comment. But anyways, let's uh, let's switch over to... Hold uh, on, to, hold on, uh, hold on. Here it is. Hey, there's the there image. There we go. But let's uh, let's switch over to uh, Deputy Mayor Chan and uh, the other people that were implicated in these really terrible developer scams. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you take it. Uh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, this is quoting from the LA Times. Quote, a former senior aide to Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has been charged with conspiracy, bribery, fraud, and lying to FBI agents in the ongoing federal probe into corruption at City Hall, according to court records made public Monday. Raymond Chan, this is last week, or was it? I forget which, which Monday that was. Raymond Chan, a deputy mayor who oversaw economic development for Garcetti in 2016 and 2017 is the latest figure to be accused of playing a part in a sprawling scheme allegedly run by ousted city councilman uh, Jose Huizar. Prosecutors say both men were involved in shaking down developers who sought help pushing downtown real estate projects through the city's approval process. Uh, there is another quote uh, from that article. In addition to Chan, prosecutors announced corruption charges Monday against Wei Huang, chairman of a Chinese real estate agency that proposed a 77-story skyscraper on Figueroa Street, and Dae Yong Lee, a Bel Air developer who in 2017 won approval for a new 20-story residential tower on Hill Street. Companies operated by the two men were also named as defendants. So, that's fun. Uh, there was also a, a, a little bit of a, a, a bit of a thing that was happening last week uh, toward it was toward the end of the week. I forget exactly which day it was. Um, but there was this this tweet that went out uh, where uh, David Zanheiser, who is the the city one of the two uh, LA Times reporters on the city hall beat, uh, was trying to get into a courtroom uh, for an arraignment hearing. And was denied access like three times by a sheriff's deputy uh, who was claiming that he, as a member of the press, was not entitled uh, to gain access to that courtroom. Uh, this was the arraignment of uh, Samuel Lung, who is another uh, developer who is connected to a whole bunch of folks. So here is a who's who of uh, city officials and, uh, and others uh, who have received... Uh, benefits directly, uh, directly or indirectly linked to the developer Samuel Lung. Uh, he gave more than six hundred thousand dollars over the last eight years. Uh, one person who got a bunch of money was Janice Han uh, back when she was in Congress, two hundred three thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, Joey Buckets Buscaino uh, got more than ninety four thousand seven hundred dollars. Reserve cop Joe Buscaino is corrupt. Are you kidding me? A guy who wears his literal police uniform to city council meetings? Oh, my guy. God, Chris. 
Um, Mitchell Englander, uh, who also was a former city councilman and now has uh, pled guilty uh, to well, corruption. He still is a former city council member. Yeah, it's a correct. He, he, he was a former council president or council member and he still is um, because, you know, can't we can't take that one away from him. Congratulations, CD12. You elected a massively corrupt piece of shit in the past and then you chose to uh, elect a massively corrupt piece of shit to take a seat for him, uh, who yeah, is thank, also thank going you. to go down. City staffer B. Fuck you, John yeah. Lee. Allegedly. Thank you, IBEW and LAPL oh, yeah. for that one. Oh. Like the the defenders of democracy and the law and all of that stuff. You keep you guys keep backing these criminals. It's almost like, God, I don't know. It's almost like LAPD is a criminal enterprise and LAPPL is basically their version of the mob. Yeah, and that, that that specific local of IBEW is extremely problematic. Um the other, uh, I, I forget which, it's it's like local 11 and local 13 are the two chapters that are involved. It's the one, it's the, the chapter that, uh, or the local that deals with the gas turbines um, yeah. and staffing those. They are the really bad actors violently, here. In... Violently, violently opposed to anything that um, is uh, Green New Deal adjacent, yep. anything that's environmentally friendly, uh, closing Aliso Canyon, a literal yep. mountain full of gas that is poisoning people. Like, yeah, we can't do that stuff because the, the jobs, yep. the jobs, Chris, the jobs. It's called a just transition, motherfucker. Learn about it. Um, speaking of learning about just transitions, Mayor Eric Garcetti also got $60,000 uh, in contributions uh, directly or indirectly linked to Samuel Lung. Uh, this, uh, by the way, that, that, that was one of the biggest failings with uh, Eric Garcetti when he announced his Green New Deal for Los Angeles, uh, where basically uh, he completely and utterly failed to describe to the workers at IBEW uh, what was going to happen when we shut down gas plants. This is entirely upon you, Eric Garcetti, that this whole situation is a fucking disaster. You failed to communicate what the fuck a just transition was. You failed to communicate to these people what it is that you are going to be providing in terms of job training, better pay, safer environments, like shutting down the toxic plants that are poisoning their fucking communities and giving cancer to their goddamn kids. Fuck you, Garcetti. Hold on, Chris. It gets it gets better. Uh, as per Dakota Smith, uh, who is a reporter for uh, the L.A. Times, uh, Eric Garcetti is going to be speaking at a climate sum summit hosted by the U.K., France and the U.N. on December 12th as a proxy for the Biden administration because he is being considered for an environmental position in the administration. Uh, I can't fucking what? Exactly. Exactly. You say you were saying you failed to explain the just transition as if explaining or enacting a just transition is something that he's interested in. It wasn't a failure. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, holy no, shit. It's, it's, you know, a holy just transition shit. doesn't mean Eric Garcetti just transitioning to Washington. <laughs> you know, like. It's, well, does I, this, I, I, like. I, I did not vote for Biden because I live in California and I can not vote for Biden and he can win all of our electoral votes. And I make no apologies about that. But even I am shocked at how quickly this administration has chosen to throw in with the worst people in the country, with Rahm Emanuel, with Neera Tan, and with Eric Garcetti. Yep. When Melina Abdullah stands up and talks about liberal white supremacy, she's talking about the Biden administration. So like, I'm at Garcetti. I always said I, I would rather 
yell at Biden for four years than fight with Trump in the street. We're going to be fighting with Biden in the street. Yeah, like that's that's clear. The economy's not recovering. COVID isn't going away. Things are not getting better. Shit's going to get more dire. And no matter how much Joe Biden believes in science, him not giving us a stimulus package that includes cash and health care for every American means that people are going to suffer and die. And people don't want to suffer and die. People are going to fight to survive. Well, there are still two more names on this list that I still haven't gotten through because this shit is insane. Uh, Jose fucking Huizar, uh, my disgraced former councilman uh, who was sitting in jail for a bit and is uh, going to be represented by a federal public attorney, uh, public defender, uh, federal public defender, rather, uh, against the FBI uh, indictments. Uh, and who they literally were pulling suitcases of cash out of his house. So I don't know what legs he plans to mount his defense upon, but uh, they're going to be shaky. Uh, and mean, then the, the one the one positive to the Weezer case was that I learned that there are USB drive sniffing dogs. Yeah, and that's the only, <laughs> the only positive to come out of that entire situation. That was glorious. Um, and then the uh, the final official that's listed here in this list from the L.A. Times is one uh, council member and council president, Nuri Martinez, who received some $7,700 in contributions from not, Samuel Lund. Not Nuri. Not our precious Nuri. It sounds I'm like so I, shocked. It sounds like kind of a waste to make this this particular list for only $7,700. <laughs> I mean, fucking Huizar got on it for thirty grand. Like, yeah. Jesus. I mean, Joey Buckets got three times as much. Mitchell England right. got twice as much. Um, and and like, and Huizar is going to be the one that goes down for the most time, most likely, out of all of these people. Um, although, I God, I would love to see uh, Janice Hahn and Catherine Barger having to like suffer consequences for their own corrupt dealings, but that's never going to fucking happen. Um, and you know, Catherine Barger just. I mean, the- Pushed the the reopening of the of the L.A. County, you know, pretending that L.A. County's public health was better than it was and was just like fucking full steam ahead on reopening. She's the reason why, like, things are as dire as they are here in L.A. County with COVID-19. Her and Garcetti together, they both championed the reopening of this fucking economy. And oh. well, it, and let's not forget that uh, Catherine Barger's brother is the man that oh, we yeah. have to blame for DeJoy taking over the U.S. Postal Service and trying to murder the Postal Service. Like the GOP has been on a war path against the Postal Service for decades under Reagan, under Clinton, under both Bushes. They have been dead set on destroying Jesus, the Postal so Service, fucked. which so is fucked. mandated by the Constitution. It's and older DeJoy, than the country. The USPS yeah, is older DeJoy than the fucking the country. Family. And DeJoy and the Barger family are hand in glove with that. And Catherine Barger has no shame about her family's role in trying to destroy a literal institution. None of them. I just, I, I mean, it's, you know what, this is, this is going to be dark, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, traveling by helicopter is really dangerous. So have fun up there, Catherine. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm no expert, guys, but, but this all sounds really bad. <laughs> Thank you for the astute observation, Terry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so this is fun. This is late breaking news that just happened uh, as we, as we roll out of this corruption. Uh, Javier Bercera has been picked to lead the uh, HHS Health and Human Services. So that's an interesting one. Javier oh. Bercera was not 
all that useful of an attorney general here in California. His big thing was fighting with the Trump administration over Prop 54, which was the uh, basically an attempt to stop the Trump administration uh, from, you know, deporting everyone who is here with questionable documentation status. Uh, So he'll now be transitioning to Washington. Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of that one. um, But, you know, Newsom gets another appointment. Have have fun, Javier. And then we get to elect ourselves a new attorney general. So uh, Rachel Rossi, how do you want to the entire state of California? I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, so that means that must mean that Gavin's going to get to appoint somebody else uh, for an interim position on that, won't he? Um, just like he gets to appoint oh, uh, I don't... a replacement senator. You know what? I'll. I'm not Rob Kwan. I don't have uh, those. I don't have the, those facts <laughs> and figures right up at my fingertips. But either we're getting an appointment or we're getting a special election. I, I think can call Becerra, him right now. <laughs> I, no, but I think Bercero was. He was elected in 2018. So his term tears. will be up in 2022. So I. It's. I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be close to. It's going to be close to the the like uh, the Kamala's line. Kamala's term is up in 2022 as well. I think it's the same. Yeah. I think it's the same situation. Like I, I'm having trouble imagining no, why. No, no. no, because with senators, like a senator, you don't have to have an election for the 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 governor. Oh, could just appoint yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, a senator is a different Good thing. Point. Like we just kind of have the elections because that's like <sighs> something we do. But like governors back in the day used to appoint senators. They can still do that, and it, it it's yeah. not the same rules that apply. Well, um, because senators are special positions. Fuck. But anyways, let's uh let's go to things that we can do uh, this week to uh, <laughs> to make some change happen. Smooth, uh, right up at smooth the top transition. Of the there. Yeah, no, I I mean I'm I'm so big mad. I'm running out of fuel, and I got to get back to studying. So, uh, but tomorrow, if you want to show up at Sixth and Irvine, that would be a really good idea. Yes, a really good idea. Uh, the Garcettiville protests, the the protests against Garcetti, uh, demanding that he not get a cabinet position or literally anything else in the Biden administration, uh, be that an ambassadorship or whatever the fuck else he wants to do. We cannot be having this, you know, completely useless is, sack of shit appointed to go anywhere else. Is is mayor of Instagram a federal position? <laughs> I don't think that he could. I think Chrissy Teigen's got that locked up. Um, he, he literally calls himself the mayor of Instagram. It's a federal crime, maybe. (laughs) Terry, what will we be doing without you? (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, again, 9 a.m., 6th and Irving. Uh, This is uh, going to be the 14th straight day uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, It will be continuing. This is not going away at all. Like, LAPD wanted to intimidate and silence uh, these protesters, uh, our comrades, and uh, all they've done is made us mad. And yep. they can, they can fuck right off. Like the, we're 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 not stopping this. Um, there is uh, also going to be a ground game fundraiser this week at 7 p.m. on Woo! Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, uh, this is a thing that we are all working very hard on. There are going to be a lot of very f- special guests. Uh, I feel like an idiot for not having the flyer up and ready to go to talk about this right now, but such is life. Uh, go check out Kendall's uh, Twitter, at uh, KMA. Yep. Uh, you can go find the flyer there. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your parents. Uh, everyone should sign up, become a sustaining donor for the work that Ground Name is doing so we can flip more of these fucking seats and get rid of these pieces yep. of shit who are fucking us but over. 
But I do, I do want to say before, not to give into rage. Uh, come see Brittany Nichols host. She's going to do an absolutely amazing job. Yeah, we have a huge lineup. Uh, Fatima Ukbal Zabar is going to be there. Constantine Anthony, Nithya Raman, uh, a whole bunch of great comics. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's live going to music. Be absolutely fun, and it's also uh, it's free. Tickets are free again. So if you're if you're broke like I am. You can just come hang out. You don't have to give us money. We don't require that. We just want you to show up and uh, continue the like positive shit into the new year. You know, this is us doing the catharsis and getting all the negative anger out. 2021 positivity in, 2020 negativity out. So, you know, just keep keep that breathing. A little inspire the good, expire the bad. But if, but if you are in a position to make a quick phone call to your accountant, you can come too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Uh, yeah, so uh, we, we will be back with Knock at Night uh, next Wednesday. We're not going to have one this week. We're going to push that off again for the next week. We have a very special host. Uh, we'll talk more about that in depth later uh, once we've got some, some uh, advertising material for that. It's going to be great. Uh, I will, again, be back here on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings for the live tweets of City Council because... Holy shit, it's a thing. And uh, let's yell at Mitch O'Farrell and Gil Cedillo and uh, Paul Krikorian, Paul Koretz. They're all fucking terrible. Let's uh, let's uh, yell at them together. Uh, right here on twitch.tv slash groundgamela. Uh, and of course, over on Twitter at knock.la, K-N-O-C-K-D-O-T-L-A. Uh, that is the handle, in case you somehow did not know that from everything else that we're putting up. It's got it branded everywhere. Um, of course, we uh, have been talking about this for the last few weeks, and we're going to continue to talk about it uh, for the foreseeable future. Mutual Aid LA uh, still exists, still needs donations. Uh, we are entering a truly horrifying new phase of the COVID-19 pandemic here in the city and county of Los Angeles. And we need donations and support from all of y'all more than ever because our elected officials have utterly failed us at every possible fucking level. And we talk about that all the goddamn time, but what it really comes down to here is that we protect us. That is what it is. That is the sad state of affairs because we live in a broken fucking society in the end times of a, a you know, the, this is the fall of the Roman Empire set in modern era. Uh, welcome to the end of capitalism, hopefully, uh, because uh, the only pass forward at this point. It's socialism yep. or yep. barbarism. End of story. That's that's Star Trek future, fuck. not a Mad Max future. Yeah, let's make that happen. Um, but realistically, I think that we're headed actually most likely toward the like the 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 expanse but with like none of the Chris, none no, of we're the trying, alien we're stuff. trying to end we're trying to end on a high note it's class <laughs> warfare in space everyone should watch it it's actually good um if, if you guys need, if you need motivation just just remember kevin costner could not be right right so so we ha. cannot we cannot head toward waterworld <laughs> or the postman <laughs> yeah that's not the way we save the post office <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, shit's going on. Uh, join us for the fundraiser. Join me for the live tweets. Uh, we're around. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. Let me go, I'll, I'll say that at the end here. So, 
uh, wrapping it up. As always, if y'all have any events that you want us to be taking part in, publicizing, or just being made aware of, please send us a message. You can reach us through the Ground Game LA Facebook page, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Ground Game LA. Uh, it's not hard to find us. Uh, this podcast and every Ground Game podcast is a production of Knock.LA. You can support our work over on Patreon at patreon.com slash knock underscore LA. Check the description of this podcast for sources, links to actions, and social media links. Thank you all very much for tuning in. It's and, uh, to leave been a hell of a, a day. A, yeah, and to leave you all on a quote for this week uh, from one of my favorite books, uh, from one of my favorite series, the Culture Series by Ian M. Banks. Check it out. But quote, empathize with stupidity and you're halfway to thinking like an idiot. Unquote. Focus that righteous indignation at the people who deserve it. Let's organize. Let's win. We're going to build a better world together. Thank you, Bushido. Thank you, Terry. Stay safe. See you all next week. Stay safe out there.